Tis the season for chicken fingers at Raising Cane's. Warm up with hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers, crispy, crinkle-cut fries, garlicky, buttered Texas toast, and the real source of holiday magic, cane sauce. And while you're treating yourself, don't forget to treat everyone on your list to Cane's gift cards and New York City-inspired plush puppies that benefit pet organizations. Happy holidays from Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. What is normally my favourite podcast of the year is tinged with sadness. Because it is the last time that the three of us... Sorry, I was just going to sing in about a carrier. (laughs) No, it's tinged with sadness because it's Gary's final appearance as a a proper weekly podcast member. Remind us why you're leaving and what you're going to do with your free time. Well, uh, okay, so the the decision is is that... um, uh, is that I need to spend some more time with my mum. My dad died earlier this year, which I did talk about on the podcast. And most weekends I've been with her. Uh, yeah. And we're actually sort of thinking about maybe buying a house together, you know, that would have sort of separate living areas and things like that. We're looking into it. Uh, but at the most, it really, the, the, the sort of the main reason is, is that, you know, it gives me less time to watch things, uh, to be on top of stuff for the podcast. And, that, you know, it, I've been doing this for seven years my tastes have gone a little bit more mainstream over the years because I've got it's older. And I think that. Yeah. You two will find that, I think. I think you will find that, even as television enthusiasts. Uh, I think we've disagreed more this year than any other year, me and Luke, I think. I would disagree with that. <laughs> 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 oh, and I don't, I don't I, have I, any big plans for, for, no, for my podcast. You're just going to not have as much homework to do because sometimes as much fun as we have on the podcast some weeks you have got a lot of well can you watch this can you watch this by can you see this and it does become homework and i was never i i was always a swat when it came to homework if something was due at the end of may and we were given it in january i'd do it the night we were given it in january just to get it out of the way and to be fair luke you have a lot more free time on your hands there are to be fair to you even in this short time that the three of us has been doing this every week, give or take a few weeks off each. There are just, just TV has exploded to the yeah. as Never used to worry about what was on Netflix or Amazon well, Prime. Netflix didn't or... exist when we started this podcast seven years ago. I don't I think, think it did, but it wasn't. Not, it was it wasn't just mainstream. sort of DVDs yeah. and stuff. Wasn't it, it, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't the the sort of the, the lexicon of, the, of popular the, culture. The well, it, yes. it's now become. It's become the the, the it's become the Hoover, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's become the tr- the brand for all streaming television that you say, oh, Netflix, you know, and it's even yeah. got its own phrases and stuff, more so yeah. than Amazon Prime or, you know, even the iPlayer. We started off by doing a, I'm a Brit living in the UK, loving US shows. You were a yeah. Brit in the US, loving UK shows. Yeah. And we've kind of changed a bit, both yeah. of us. You've broadened yeah. your horizon. I think part of Luke's thing was 
you living in the states and seeing all the sort of network stuff that well, I just yeah. saw all the guff really. I didn't even get to see all the. But I but I think stuff. the podcast did highlight. You know, I know we didn't come in right at the beginning, but the the, the introduction of the net of the non-network shows we call them the cable yeah. shows. Yeah. You know, and, and and eventually we got them over here, which is something we discovered yeah. discussed in the first part of this podcast. I suppose every, any, anything that's on Sky Witness is is an example of things <laughs> located. Yeah. <laughs> but I. I mean, when, when we, when, I think the other big significance for us was was what BBC the turning off of BBC Three, what it meant. Yeah, we outlasted um, BBC Three. So I know. And Granada Men and Motors. Luke, Gary, and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast? Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. Let's go to Matt for his mathematics as we count down our top ten favourite UK shows of the year. Well, we're going to start with some um, social media feedback, and we're starting with a, a gentleman by the name of Chris Lang. Oh, um, never At Chris Lang Writer, whose top three favourite shows of the year were Innocent, Unforgotten, and Dark Heart. Oh, surprising. Yeah. Oh, I, I, is there a theme there with those three? No, I don't think there's a theme. They're unconnected. Okay, fair enough. And also, we have Margaret Forster, at Margaret Forst 9 who yeah. says Hope Endeavour is number one. Well, let's find out, shall we, Margaret? Spoiler <laughs> well, alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I think I'm the only person that had it on the list, and I don't think it was You don't person. know that, Gary. You don't well, know that, Gary. I think I do. Stop I talking I do. of things only you had on your list. Time oh, yeah. to defend at number 10, press. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Press. Luke really wants you to defend why this was yeah. so high I'm not gonna list. knock. I'm not going to knock it, but Matt did tell me beforehand it actually ended up at number three on your favourite shows of all that the yeah. UK's given you this year. Tell me why. For me, this was one of the uh, best acted performances of the year. I appreciate that writing and acting and directing are all kind of like the things that make up a great television show. You know, we've talked about Sharp Objects and how it had in the USO, how it had great directing and the sort of cinematography. For me, I think this was the sharpest plot lines and the best sort of dialogue of the year. I really think that um, Ben Chaplin was brilliant. He's supposed to be the sort of slimy tabloid writer, but he's actually going through a real crisis at home. He's in, in the middle of a divorce. You know, he's, he's going through real sort of problems. And you think that somewhere through the series that he as the protagonist is going to come out, you know, worst at the end. And what I think I like and why I think I actually is so high is those last couple of episodes where actually he has ascended and gone above all the rest of the people in the show. And he's now in this sort of like Rupert Murdoch type position of not only running the, te- the, the newspaper, but also running the television side of, of this kind of company. You know, there was uh, there was a lot of stuff about the newspaper industry, which I found very interesting. I think that's really why it got ended up so high after I watched it. And reflected on it, I, I really did like the whole the whole thing of it. There, I, I do admit that there wasn't. There was a again. We talk about a sag. There was a sag in the middle. There uh, were Matt, a couple of. You went to the episodes. screening. You championed it. I was never really a fan, but you you got halfway, did you? And then I did get half. I like. I'll tell you what I liked. I liked the characters, but I disagree with you on the storylines. 
Okay. And some of the performances, I thought Ben Chaplin and Charlotte Riley were both very good. Aside from that, there and maybe David Suchet, a lot of the other actors I found quite cheesy, quite amateurish almost to an extent. I di- didn't really buy into the... Actually, no, tell a lie. Papa Ezidu as well as the sort of young wet pioneers reporter. So there's four. Papa Lazarus. Hello, so, guys. yeah, I mean, if this wasn't your final podcast, I might lay into you a bit more, but, yeah, it just, it wasn't well, for me. Do it anyway. Yeah, go on. No, I, ca- I can't, I can't. Or but read, your, w- read, read your hatchet job of an article it, on your it website. Just, well, it just wasn't, it just wasn't to the, I mean, if we're going to talk about better dramas, I'm presuming, and it just wasn't in the same league of them, in my in my opinion. Number 10, from Gary, his parting gift, putting yeah. press on the top 10 list shows of the year. Number 9, it's me and you, Luke. Hiya. Yeah. It's This Country. This Country Series 2 had bits of it I really, really liked, and bits of it that I would less, was less keen on, uh, but the reason it made the list was I thought that aftermath episode, that longer, yeah, lengthy episode, was just a bit... Bit perfect. I don't think you could fault it. I, I think they had forty-five minutes, and the, or maybe even fifty, and they used the time perfectly. It was full of gags, and it just proves that it's not a one and done. It's not a one-trick pony. They keep reinventing it and and, and making it feel contemporary. And it's believable that the camera crew would still be going back and filming them all. I think it's really, really funny and and just something I always enjoy. Hired a new bar manager. Yeah, after telling me they couldn't afford to have one. He lied to me. And to rub it in, he posted a picture of a new barman on the Facebook page. Yeah? And look at that. Posing with my food hygiene certificate. The the certificate I earned, where with my hard work, not his. And he's posing with it like he earned it. You know, I am utterly raging now. I think you've really got to let it go now. Let it go. You are such an unemotional slab of hand, Gary. Listen, right? I got that hygiene rating to a three. Do you know what it was before? A one? No, 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 no. It was a none, yeah? That kitchen was condemned. That kitchen, right, was not fit to serve food from. And do you know why? Why? Because Terry used to use the raw chicken board to cut the lemons on for the Cokes, and he used to laugh about it as well. I got so much shit on that man, you would not believe. Yeah, go on. All right, another time, yeah, yeah, before a bowls match, yeah, he walked over to the buffet table when no one was there, said, Curtin, watch this, dropped his cats and farted on the keys. If that came out, that would ruin him. That would ruin him, actually. Yeah. Another thing Terry don't know, he's like, oh, I, know, I still know the security code to the back door, so I could just go in there at night when no one's there, get my certificate back, which is mine, yeah. and I can rub all the tills if I wanted to. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't, but I could. Could, yeah. And Terry's too much of an old scrote to know how to change the code. But that's why he needed me, to do all his tech stuff. Yeah. Because he's too much of a digital dinosaur. Yeah. I could ruin that club like that. You could, actually. I could. You really could, yeah. I think the final episode of Series 2 and the special stand out for me. The final episode mm. with all the knocked-off vacuum cleaners and Curtin finally sort of finding his the place. The club. In the bowl school, but actually the first episode as well with the the grease stuff and the. I still laugh at that Mr. Belding joke. Mr. That still makes me laugh. And, and what I... was the gag about gift gaff? Can't believe that. So I turned my phone off right for literally like two days. She's going absolutely mental about it. Going, oh, I thought you were dead. I was going to call the police. I'm not dead. 
She can't be asked to text her sometimes. You know, that's such a crime. Problem is, when we first started dating, I set the bar too high, because I was just texting her the whole time, but that's because I wanted to reel her in. But now the fish is in the net, I ain't going to keep throwing worms at it, because that's a waste of worms. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but four texts a day is complete madness. No one can keep up with that. Not even gif gaff. But yeah, I mean, that final episode, because it, it is, again, like, as we said, um, the sort of the tinge of the pathos in there. Yeah. With, with the sort of the mucklows look after mucklows and the fact that Curtin is a bit cleverer than Carrie. He understands a little bit more than yeah. when she's being manipulated. And I think it's interesting now that she's finally over this sort of hero worshipping of her dad, who oddly is their dad in real life, which is a bit strange as well. But no, I, I, I really enjoyed it as well. I don't think like some parts were as strong as, as series one, but the first and last episodes and the special really sort of picked that it special up for me. Was really something it was it lived up really to the special. Name. It was special, yeah. Sure. Again, I I've put all the mentions of the UK shows together for a sort of a top ten list. Mm-hmm. And um sort of joint tenth, ninth we've got with four mentions, Car Share and Inside mm-hmm. Number Nine. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Uh, and also we'll ha- we'll go to a few more bits of um, feedback. Uh, Susan Seddon at mm. Sue's Twelve. She said, "Bodyguard, Car Share, The Handmaid's Tale, American Crime Story, uh, This Country, Killing Eve, Patrick Melrose, A Very English Scandal, Butterfly, and um, one that didn't wasn't on this year, Game of Thrones." But we'll let you off there, Susan. We'll let you off. You might have just got yeah. the box set this year. Possibly my favourite Twitter handle that he's that has contributed here. Um, Michelle has no time for Nazis, real or fictional. At public <laughs> Damn, she stole the one I was going to go for. Yeah. Or at public underscore purse. She, I don't watch ten shows! Exclamation mark. This year I loved one, Doctor Who, yay Jodie. Yeah. Two, Unforgotten. Three, Endeavour. Four, Frankie, da- Frankie Drake Mysteries, Canadian. Yeah. And five, Star Trek Discovery, US, with reservations for how they treated both Burnham and Georgiou. Do you agree, Gary? Uh, kind of, yes, but I, I think Star Trek Discovery was a bit of a hodgepodge in Series 1. I did like it, but there were real highs and real lows as well. And um, So I do agree with that. Mola Dot, at Mola Dot, Unforgotten, <laughs> The Bodyguard... Disqualified. Trust. Black Earth Rising. Yeah. Car Share Finale. Yeah. Great British Bake Off. American Vandal. Better Call School. Better Call Saul. <laughs> why is there a problem? Why have, I got, why have I got a call to school? Orange <laughs> is the new black. Um, elementary. Innocent. And another one that missed the cutoff by a couple of days Black Mirror I don't know if we should uh, let him off on that one yeah we can uh. they've all got their own <laughs> lives these people I'm presuming shall we return to our list please let's. do let's, let's move oh, away it, from it's one from that the only pond. I had on my list but a lot of yeah. people said it was the best show of the year it saved me Nelson Rowe I'm arresting you on suspicion of abduction can you tell me the last time you saw your daughter Mr Rowe <laughs> She was three last time I saw her. Whoever grabbed her up knows who I am to her. He knows me. I don't know if you're anywhere near, or if I'm anywhere nearer to you. I am coming for you. 
Normally, with you and I, I know we've disagreed a lot this year uh, about what's good, what's bad, what we enjoy, what we don't enjoy. Normally, I can see the merit in what you're you're saying if it's not 100% screaming out at me at the beginning. I just didn't find this as engaging as you, and I, I don't know why. It was a it was a British drama. It had talent that I really Maybe respect because... and enjoy. I've found, listening back to the podcast this year, you've enjoyed more things that you haven't looked forward to going into, whereas the things you've looked forward to going into, it's Mm. all about having sort of preconceptions, which I don't have. No, you you don't even know what he's going to have for dinner today, and he's not excited about it. I'll tell you why I liked it. This was Lenny James's sort of self pen. You know, he wrote this. He starred in it as a character called Nelly. Did um, he did sing Kingston Town in there somewhere. So he yeah, did, he did sing. Yes, you're right, yeah. Um, so this was him, his character, sort of a layabout, a womanizer, lives in this sort of council estate, goes, sort of, goes from sort of sofa to sofa, doesn't have a fixed abode, quite a sort of, you know, scallywag. Um, and we don't is, use that enough. We need to put that in the podcast. And he bank. is um, arrested for a crime. He doesn't know why. What he's arrested for? It turns out that his biological daughter has gone missing. He hasn't seen her since she was a, li- a little one. And we don't use that. Either. <laughs> yeah. And he then, after he's released by the police, goes on sort of a vigilante mission to find her. There's also this sort of subplot about um, one of his friends, played by Stephen Graham, called Mellon, who's this sort of uh, registered sex offender who is trying to help him by looking at these awful like sites. And this is something I'd never seen in a drama before, which I found really powerful and really stuck with me with these sort of sites of young girls trapped in rooms and things like that. And just it did really make my skin crawl. But I thought that element of the drama really worked for me in that it was sort of powerful and dark and I think there was sort of an authenticity to the world this sort of world of the council estate where everyone sort of knew each other you know they all went to the pub at the end of the day uh, and and it did have a a good payoff in a way while still leaving it open-ended I'm not sure if a a series two will work well you know I'll give it a go but you know I, I believed in the world I believed in the dialogue you know I believe that this was these were characters Lenny James knew, and I, I just think it had a you know it had everything for me, and he's really sort of stuck with me. Uh, <laughs> at number seven, it is no number uh, eight, number eight, number eight. No, that was number eight. What's Same number nine? Then? This country. What? Oh, of course, I was. Here. Are you actually listening to this, Luke? Or <laughs> I was here the whole time. Are you knitting? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or something. What's going on? Number seven. 
is no offence. I think that the problem with we're well, not the problem with this, and it is not the show's fault at all, at all, at all, at all. But it was shown on Sky Box off on Sky Box sets this year for some some weird mix between Channel Four and Sky, which meant they had all six of them already, and so. Yeah. That meant that I whizzed through them at at, at an alarming speed because it is such a good show. But it also meant when I came to making the list that it felt less memorable because of the way I I ingested it. And that's not a failure of the show. I think it perhaps was the weakest series of the three. But that is not to say that it was a weak show at all because it wasn't a weak show. I think... Everybody gave great performances. I think Claire Rushbrook, who was new this year, was a great addition to the team. It was a really good show, but when you come back, because sometimes I think as good as binging is, sometimes the episodes can bleed into each other mm. and your memories can, can sort of wobble because you don't remember it as vividly because I think there is still a lot of sense and and, and purpose in the week-to-week viewing. And I could have done it like that. It's my fault that I chose to binge it. But, and yeah, I, and I wonder if six was enough, because it was yeah, eight it was and seven, short... now six. Shortest yeah, series, we... and no offence. I really like sort of the tension that builds up about this sort of the, the mayoral race in, in Manchester, Lisa McGrills, who I'm sure we'll talk about again later on, was, was yeah. fantastic as, as the sort of dark horse candidate who relied a lot on what was going on. And as you say, I think killing off one of the major characters in the first episode allowed a lot of the minor characters to thrive, really, and have their own little storylines. Uh, Claire Rushbrook was really good. Neil Muskell was really great. Sharon Rooney was terrifying. I thought she was fantastic. Uh, Paul Ritter was had his own sort of mini mini arc throughout. Just everyone was really fantastic. And I know what you're saying about all the episodes bleeding into one another. But when I was watching it, I was really, you know, I, I can't yeah, wait we, to Yeah, I was really episode. invested. And that, that's a good but thing. But it has stuck, we, it has stuck with yeah. you, hasn't it? It's not oh, that it has completely yeah. vanished from the memory and, no. and the stuff with the goat. I think what it proves is how strong those supporting characters are because when they were given the chance to shine, mm. they really ran with it and proved how strong they really are. And I hope we get more. And I hope they're given at least another, like a seventh episode because... Paul Abbott tells complex, on-the-nose stories that deserve a bit of time to to breathe. Mm. No offence at number seven. None taken. This is the Custard TV Podcast. So, we're going to go back to social media again, if that's all right. Yeah, I'm allowing it. I'm going to allow it. Good, because you're getting it. Um, So... (laughs) I don't want Gary to leave. <laughs> this is what the podcast is going to be next year. Matt and Luke Good. arguing. Jackie Chambers at Jax and Daz says, um, Innocent, Unforgotten and Dark Heart, Gogglebox, Big Bang Theory and Little Sheldon. I'm assuming she means Young Sheldon. Young Sheldon, yeah. We have to yeah. discard that. We have to... You didn't write that tweet, did you, Gary? <laughs> no. But there's more, there's me? more. GP Behind Closed Doors, okay. George Clark, Old House, New Home, Okay. The repair shop, and she redeems herself with Louis Theroux's altered state. Yeah. Well done. Erin, another big support of the podcast this year. Thank you, Erin. Yeah, thank uh, you. Erin Zed. Um, she says, this is so difficult, so no particular order. The Bridge, Killing Eve. Uh, one of your um, hidden gems of the year, Luke. Safe Let's Flats. Um, a Very English Scandal. Car Share, Inside Number Nine. The Circle. 
uh, bodyguards, Mortimer and Whitehouse gone fishing, and flowers, also commendation to Ordeal by Innocence. And she loses it here a little bit with Hard Sun and Ackley Bridge. Oh, um, so close. Hard Sun was such a good idea, but just so poorly done. And a few quick ones here. Um, Andrea Colley at Andy66666. Darkheart on Forgotten and Carshare. Linda43 at LMH um, says Innocent on Forgotten and Vera. And um, Judy Kukannon at, K- at Kukannon. Judy just says innocent. Just the one there for Judy. Do you think maybe she's uh, answering to a plea? You know, yeah, than yeah. she's forgotten. She has written she's... hashtag innocent. So oh, okay. Maybe. She's <laughs> trying to get the word out. I'm going to rest my voice a little bit now because this is controversially one that I didn't put in my list. I kind of wish I didn't because it wouldn't have been this high up the list. If you I don't had. know what I'm going to say. I do. Because there's two that you and Gary have got that I haven't put in my list. Oh, okay. Get on so, with Gary, it. you have the. I'm building tension. No, I mean, Amy keeps interrupting with his. I didn't vote for this. Gary, you had this at number one. Luke, you had this at number ten. It is Bodyguard. I am. Absolutely shocked that you put this that low. I didn't I have it at all. Oh my word! You I just, I literally just said that. Let me just say, Gary, before you uh, talk, because we talked in length about Bodyguard at the time. You can find the podcast where we yeah, where we did Golden Globe nominated now as well. Yeah. When you look back on the series, it is all about the big moments: the train at the beginning, the um, school in the second episode. And uh, the perhaps the, the bomb vest at the end, and the big moment where we lose Keely Hawes. The, there were bits that I really liked, but mm. then there was the dip in the middle. The fourth and fifth episodes was literally him with the really uninteresting police officers. My my issue with it, Gary, and I very nearly didn't put it on the list for the exact reason that Matt said, is because after we lose Keely Hawes in the third episode, it becomes a different show. It becomes Line of Duty light. And actually, I think you'd find it hard. I know we make the joke that your memory's not very good, but I think you'd find it hard to explain to me what the actual conspiracy was that we were supposed to be following in episodes four, five, and six, because it really lost momentum. It really lost its purpose. He wasn't a bodyguard for those last final episodes, and I think Jeb Mercurio is so keen to advert expectations and surprise us that sometimes he actually ends up shooting himself in the foot because Keely Hawes and Richard Madden had really good chemistry together and a show about him protecting her would have been far more interesting than those final three that we got. I'll talk about why I put it number one. Bodyguard for me was a television event similar to how things were with the first series of Broadchurch. These were things that you had to watch, you had to talk about, you needed to have an opinion on because basically it, it exploded. I can sort of see your point. I don't agree with it that it changed because I think that the relationship between Keely Hawes and Richard Madden's characters to me was never the integral part of the show. I do believe that this was this was the best show of the year because I think I could not predict where it was going to go next. No, I, I agree with that. The writing was fresh. The writing was different. I think he actually left good markers and good decisions along the way as to why things were done. I liked the nuances. I liked the little bits. I liked the fact that, you know, in some of the earlier episodes, when he was being a bodyguard, which we thought would be, you know, when you when you sort of lay it out as a premise, you're like, well, that's going to be a bit dull. They did sort of a unique way of him, you know, being this almost kind of robot figure 
looking in and he observed conversations and, and meetings that took place. He himself wouldn't have seen them, but you as the viewer sort of mm. saw through his eyes what was I, going I, on and, and in the background. I thought that was that was very... I think my, my issue is that it's about those big moments. It lives and dies in the memory on Literally. those big moments. And I don't think you can sustain a well-thought-out, well-performed, character-driven show with big moments. And I think when those big moments weren't there, like in the perhaps the fourth and the fifth episode, it just proved that it was a, a lot of hot air and a lot of people talking about things that I wasn't really either completely sure what they were discussing or what the conspiracy was or even that invested in it. I mean, can you put it any better than I am? Yeah, because... yeah you still had it in your list. Well, I did because I think Gary's right. It was a big talking point of the year. And I, yeah, to be fair, I... I did struggle to get to 10. You're right. A lot of people were talking about it, but that doesn't necessarily no, it mean, doesn't mean good. it's any it, good. Yeah. It, it, it grabbed the attention. And I have to say, I think of the three of us, I think I enjoyed the final episode the most consistency is something that I look for in the series and I don't think this had consistency you know it was up and down and I think we all struggled with those those middle four episodes and I think mm. you are remembering the bits that they want you to remember and yeah. forgetting the bits that weren't as good I mean as you say as well the the, the conspiracy there was two different it was all you know the, the MacGuffin was too complex and you I know couldn't, i couldn't explain it now i could I'm possibly not... explain it but that doesn't mean i sort of Standard. understood it all i i thought the turn from nadia was possibly the best thing about the entire mm. final episode but no i it was a it was a decent series i liked it but i didn't love it and that's why it didn't make my list yeah. and again i'm struggling to remember bits other than the, the train. train explosion and the school explosion and the death of Keely Hawes and the yeah. final walk through London with the best. Number five, me and Luke are going to talk about inside number nine. This year we had lots that I liked. Uh, sometimes there's always one or two that I'm not really a big fan of. But this year, uh, Bernie Clifton's dressing room, a very sweet two-hander between Reece Shearsmith and uh, Steve Pemberton was brilliant. To have and to hold that yeah. sort of creepy one with Nicola Walker that I don't want to talk about through fear of spoiling it for those who haven't seen it because I think that has a really chilling aspect to it and one that Gary found really uncomfortable when mm. when you discussed it and also the one where they very ambitiously uh, went backwards in time yeah, once removed. I think it's testament that we're now on the fourth series and it's still as clever as in Inventive and is interesting, and it, I think the only oh, one we were a bit thingy about was the awards. And you um, two were a bit sort of thingy on the live episode, which I really enjoyed as well. And 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 he, herein lies my problem: that the live episode has kind of taken the shine off the series a bit for me. Oh, you shouldn't let it, because that was an experiment. And there were individual episodes that I quite liked, but I, I, as I say, I, just that last episode, the last live episode did sort of take the tinge off it a little bit more. You me. really like the one with um, with uh, Nigel Planer in the in the flat when they were clearing out the flat in yeah. the final episode. That was that was a favourite of yours, I seem yep, to remember. Yeah, I do, I do remember it. It's testament to their ingenuity that we're in Series 4 and it still feels as fresh and when it rolls around again uh, later next year, then it's going to feel just as exciting to see what they've come up with. What's all this? 
I just wanted to get a few extra bits and pieces. I thought if we had some funny props, then it might inspire us. You know, like we used to back in the day. Novelty items and whatnot. This was such a bad idea. I had to get rid of a lot of the old props. I kept them for years, all boxed up in my mother's back bedroom, but then she passed and I had to chuck them all in an old skip. Hey, that could be a bit, couldn't it? What do people do with their old skips? Where do they dump them? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I I'm babbling. It's good to see you, Tommy. People call me Thomas now. I haven't been Tommy for 30 years. What do we do? Do we hug, shake hands, rub noses? Let's just get on with it, shall we? I haven't got long. What do you want to do first? Shall we try the interview sketch? Ease ourselves in gently, as the bishop said to the choir boy? <laughs> if you wish, yes. I hope I remember it all. I think I have it. I listen to the albums from time to time. I still have VHSs of all the telly stuff, but I can't play them. Hey, did you ever hear anything back from those lads who wanted to bring out a DVD? No. Are you ready? And no looking out at the audience. What do you mean? You know what I mean. You always used to do it mugging to the front row. No, I never. You did. Especially if I had a funny line. You'd look out and take it as if you'd earn the laugh. Don't. Pisses me off. I don't think I do that. Right, well, next time you do it, I'll clip my fingers and you'll see, all right? OK, fine. Good to see you too. Start. Right, so we'll go back to um, social media. Susan Gill, 28 Gill. Um, <laughs> definitely, definitely difficult decision. Pole Dark, Killing Eve, The Bridge, um, I Know Who You Are, which was last year, Unforgotten, oh, yeah. The Last Kingdom, The Detectorist, which was last year, Ooh, not allowed. Bodyguard, Innocent, and The Killer by the Lake, which was a French show. Celia, who's at Zwicky Sky, has she contributed to the she, website? She before? has in the past, yeah. Like Gary, she left. Um, Everybody leaves me. So, <laughs> Cecilia I mean, has said, um, This is Us, Bodyguard, Derry Girls, Timeless, Upstart Crow, Endeavour, Would I Lie to You, Unforgotten, A Very English Scandal, Killing Eve, Contributor current to the website, Stephen Patterson saying uh, narrowing it to 10 was rather difficult, but these are my top 10 TV shows of 2018. The Handmaid's Tale, Assassination of Gianni Versace, Unforgotten, Very English Scandal, The Split, Blood, Sharp Objects, Bodyguard, Dark Heart and Patrick Melrose. Um, another contributor to the website, Daryl Miller, at Daryl Miller, says, um, Derry Girls Save Me in the Long Run, Mum, Barry, A Very English Scandal, Impulse Bodyguard Counterpart and Doctor Who. In a later tweet, he um, took out Impulse and replaced it with the Americans. And another contributor to the website and long-term champion of the podcast, our friend Graham Thompson Gold. He doesn't think he can order his, uh, but they do include Bodyguard, Save Me, The Good Place, The Haunting of Hill House, Riverdale, Killing Eve, Doctor Who, Future Man, Unforgotten, and Big Brother. Yep, Big Brother, he says in, yeah, in, in I, brackets. I, I, <laughs> I, I think there was quite a bit of nostalgia for Big Brother towards the end. And just to go on back onto the social media chart, the following got five mentions each. Dark Heart, Endeavour, Good. Doctor Who, and uh, one I've just talked about, Save Me, got five mentions. Mm -hmm. And now and now I the second show um, that um, didn't feature in my list, but featured in Luke and Gary's list, any, any, any ideas? I've no um, idea. Trump in Trumpland? 
Trumpland. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been Ed Balls. Trump is already in Trumpland. It would have been Ed Balls in Trumpland. Travels in Trumpland. No. No. It didn't ever have an impact on me, but I yeah. I liked it, but I didn't think it was top ten worthy. But you two did. It's the cry at number four. Of all the things that can happen to a person, there's a few things that could be worse. Can you think of any? Any idea what has happened to your baby son? We miss him so much. I'm trying to hold it all together. Alistair's ex-wife. How well do you know her? I need you to stop lying to me. You are out of control, Joe. We all sort of watched episode one and were a little underwhelmed. But we all saw enough in it to carry on and we're, we're all pretty glad we did. And the second episode, which provided the twist, which I think would have been better served at the end of episode one, where Jenna Coleman is, is complicit, along with her husband, in the supposed disappearance of their child that didn't mm. happen. And, and, and thereon goes on to be the kind of the hook of the yeah. series where they, they are plotting and, 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 and working on how they're going to explain the fact that the child died. It's much higher in my list than Bodyguard is because I found it more satisfying as a four-part story. It had the big moments that Bodyguard had as far as twists and turns and things I wasn't expecting, but it also had character. I thought you and Leslie was fantastic as this uh, husband. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And who was sort of making all the stuff happen around them so that they weren't found out and their secret wasn't He exposed. was spinning it, which was his he job, was, wasn't it? Yeah, he was manage- micromanaging it all. I thought Jenna Coleman was amazing. I've not seen her in a lot of stuff. I'm not a big fan of Victoria or Doctor Who. Uh, so I've not seen her in a great deal. but Mostly um, Rose, you saw it. Yeah, I did. Didn't make a massive impact on me in that. I thought she was really, really good and believable as this mother struggling both uh, with postnatal depression and then on from with the death of her son. And I just thought as a four-part story and considering I really hated the way it was initially told, I thought it was really satisfying when we got to the end. For me, I think, and this is an odd thing to say, but I think it's because I liked the first episode more than you two did. Okay, I had well, it on um, a plane throughout, whereas you two things thought it well, got better. To be better fair, they were only went, on a plane in the first one. As it went, as it went. Oh no, they were. You saw them on the plane in flashbacks, and I'm sure some of the other episodes. <laughs> they were certainly in the airport. Minutiae. Minutiae. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's playing oh. the minutiae card? <laughs> 
Can I leave now? I mean, seriously, come on. And I did enjoy elements of it. You know, I I thought the performances were good. I liked sort of the quieter moments. It didn't stand out to me as one, you know, when I looked back over the year, there were stronger shows for me. When we get to the end, do you have your list to hand? Because I want to know what... I can remember what else was on there, I think. Okay. (laughs) Me and Luke both had... I think I had this at number one, if not at number two, and you had it at number one, if not at number two. I can't remember yeah, which no, way round we had it, but mum is at number three in, in the list. Yeah. I can't believe you're 60. Oh, I know, I know. If I met you for the first time, I'll be like, that woman is no older than 58. <laughs> Thanks, love. That's all right. No, it does feel strange, though. It seems like only yesterday I was 18. Yeah. It wasn't only yesterday, though, was it, Cathay? No. <laughs> it was 42 years ago. This is the the most sweet and not sweet sickly, but just humanly sweet show on the TV this year. I, there were moments of it that I was near tears and I just have never wanted an on-screen couple to become an on-screen couple as much as I've wanted uh, for Mum and the character played by... Um, Peter Mullen, they're just superb and around them is this this ditzy performance from Lisa McGrills, who on one hand could get on your nerves, but on the other hand is just imminently Dorothy lovable. Dorothy Atkinson is Pauline. Dorothy Atkinson. And, and again, I think we spoke about it in with this country. These shows, although on the surface they are comedy and they are there to perhaps gross you out or make you laugh, what puts them so high in my list is always the pathos, that feeling that I I understand these people, I care about these people, I know who these people are, and I'm rooting for these people. And I appear to be someone who needs that in their shows. And I've never wanted to root for a couple more than than these two. I think it's a, a joy to watch. There's so many moments that I remember mm. from, like, you know, Michael's mum passing away and him declaring Fair. his love to Cathy. That yeah. awesome scene with the grandparents, with the girls just want to have fun moment. The stuff between Kelly and Cathy and the, mm. the jumpers and things like that. Yeah. The, the like... friends who went out with the brother Derek, who then poorly... Yeah. The aren't we lucky to have so many ITV channels lining, which me and you still use. <laughs> oh, did you see Lewis last night? No, I was helping Kelly with her cupcakes. either. Sorry, love? No, I was just saying we didn't see this Lewis programme either, did we? No. No. We only watch BBC Four. Documentaries, The Proms, anything with subtitles. What channel was it on? ITV Three. ITV Three. Yes. How lucky we are to have so many ITV channels. There was a bit where Derek's daughter came round and she oh, yeah, was a very the knitting. she was a very muted character and I thought there was just so much to explore there that I found it engrossing. And if we're getting not... one final series next year. This is gonna yeah. be the third and final moment we're I we're love it, can't wait. And we're gonna go back to just some final bits of social media. Another um website contributor, uh, Michael Lee. Save me, killing Eve, no offence, press Jessica Jones. Ozark, Atlanta, which I'm surprised, Luke, you didn't mention in your... You didn't have yeah. in your contact. I like I liked so many US shows this year that it just missed the cut-off. Um, a very English scandal in the long run. And then he says, there must be lots more, but I've blanked. Came back and said, oh, inside number nine. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the third tweet, which he just said, I think I side with Save Me as my favourite of the year. 
rough around the edges in a good way and kept what could have been a contrived plot totally riveting. So Michael and Jordan both agree with me. So it's so weird that I just I couldn't see that in it. So that's the final bit of social media feedback. But I've just um, that social media chart at number four um, with six mentions was um, Innocence, which I think I had on my list down the bottom. And number three, which was on your list, Luke, um, yeah. A Very English Scandal with seven mentions. Yeah, I did really enjoy that. Numbers one and two are the only ones that all three of us had on our lists. And um, let me just say number two on the social media list was Bodyguard. And our number two um, was a sort of hidden gem of the year. It is uh, White House and Mortimer Gone Fishing or Gone Fishing White House oh. and Mortimer, however you yeah. say that. Oh. I'm going to take a photograph of your bald spot, Paul. OK. Why is that? Well, firstly, yeah. so that you could, you address it. I, I, I acknowledge it. its existence, no, but Bob. See, I bought with me all the kit I used to use to cover up when I was had a bald spot and that. Right, but I don't... I, I'm yeah, not I'm bothered. Gonna do it for, well, I'm going to do it for you and see how you, fa- how you feel. And I just want a before shot. You're not going to like that. Let's have a look. No, I'm not going to show it. It'll depress Come you. Come on. Tell me. It's not good news. <laughs> Tell me, doctor, please. No, it's I need to know. No, that's bad. But I can make that mm. look well, tolerable. Uh, no, I'll take 15 years off you. Really? Are you up for that? OK. You're at a perfectly respectable age, aren't you? Yeah. You have a bald spot. True. Well, I don't worry about it too much, but I'm doing this not particularly for me, Bob, but for all mankind. Are you actually a licensed practitioner? No, you don't need a license. <laughs> you it's sure? Just, it's just a spray, honestly. Just, the, you know, oh, Bob. For Christ's no, sake! No, can I just say? It is a train set for you to play with. That's a good idea. You that would distract that. me a little bit. But I'm slightly concerned that I yeah. am leaving, you know, the coiffure to a half wit really in a but spray can. I've just explained. I used this for 15 years, Paul. Yeah. Bob, you know my uh, sort of little swathes of grey at the side? Yeah. Don't tamper with them, because they give me a kind of gravitas. They don't. Well, I think they do. If you'd have told me at the start of the year that we'd talk now about a show with two people that I'm not a massive fan of fishing for half an hour for six weeks, I'd have said something's gone wrong in my I, year that I need I, to reevaluate. I need to go for a second, because I need to go and cook some hot, healthy food. Uh, I just talked then about mum being sweet and genuine and heartfelt and this is on my list for those exact reasons it just was very sweet and I I just found it genuinely funny and genuinely genuine and I had no interest in fishing and I wasn't the biggest fan of Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortimer prior to this, but I thought they came across really well and it was something I really look forward to week on week and I'm looking forward to more. Really, it's just them, you know, two friends talking. People who have had a shared experience, they've both had some heart problems and I think it is just a genuine love of each other and the fishing experience. As you say, didn't really need to be anything of it. I just loved it and I think Bob Mortimer, I mean, I know people like him on obviously in his comedy shows, there's just a genuine niceness. The guy's yeah, obviously really been to a fair he amount. Really is, he was people. like, I mean, Paul Whitehouse was like the straight man in this, wasn't he? And more. So. Yeah, a little bit more. He was. The, well, also but, as well, he was the fisher. Oh, I think the phrase is fisherman, but <laughs> you know what I mean. 
I think yeah. it's just genuinely sweet. I loved it so much, and they're so lovely. It's just nice to see a male friendship on TV. Yeah. You don't see genuine male friendships on TV very often, and it's a weird show to be at Normally two. just on podcasts. No, I, was, I said genuine right. male oh, friendship. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But, genuinely uh, <laughs> genuine, of course. Not yeah, that. it feels weird for it to be at number two, but also very apt, because... I think we've gravitated to lighter shows in a way yeah. this year. You feel like you're there with them. There yeah, you are. And just, you feel I, like you're there fishing with them. Yes. And, and 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 yet you have no interest in fishing. It's, yeah. it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, let's, let's do the bit I always love about this podcast, the chart show rundown. Big news at number 10, it's press. Um, it's massive news. <laughs> yeah. Massive news to me, that. At number 9, um, this country... At number eight, no, it's not Kingston Town, it's Save Me. At seven, it's no offence, very arresting. Yeah. I can't do it this time. No, no I you run the it. <laughs> At number it. six, surprising to some, it's Bodyguard. At number five, not number nine, it's inside number nine. He's back, he's back. At number he, four, he rescued it. don't get upset, it's the cry. Number three, it's us taking a ticket to the long way round with Mum. Get your rods out. It's not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, love. And at number one, not a soul on the social media mentioned. Perhaps I was going to say that. Because, perhaps because it was on early in the year, um, it, yeah. and perhaps it was because it was on Channel 4. Our number one this year is Kiri. So this was the four-parter. Uh, where Sarah Lancashire's social work character sort of arranged for a young black girl called Kiri to meet up with her real-life parents outside of adoption. And while she was with them... Sorry, yeah, grandparents. Sorry, yeah. While she was with them, uh, she was murdered. And it it shone a spotlight on the social work side. Was it the right thing to do to have this sort of meet up with with the paternal grandparents or not? Was that right? It shone a light on Kiri's adoptive family. Were they, you know, how did they feel about, um, you know, Kiri being taken in this way? And it just had a lot to pack in within the four episodes. Again, Sarah Lancashire brought what she always brings, which is a warmth, a believability, and a sense of humour to the piece. And much like Jack Thorne's series from 2016, National Treasure, it talked about the importance or the intrusion sometimes of both social media and the physical media in terms of the way the press can latch on to somebody like they did in the case of Miriam, played by Sarah Lancashire, and sort of run her through the ringer for letting this reunion of sorts happen in the first place. Right, no one wants me to talk to you because no one wants me to say it. What I did was right. Not by me or my bosses or Alice and Jim Warner, but by Kerry. I did the right thing by a little girl who deserved to know where she came from, who deserved access to a home where people looked like her, where she could see a future, everything she could grow up to be. Because do you think they were going to show her that? Do you think anyone would have offered her anything other than the kindness packaged in pale skin and straight hair and Christmas in a church with a blue-eyed Jesus and Christmas paper wrapping up a blue-eyed doll? I love my job. 
and loving what you do means doing it to the best of your ability always. And that is what I was trying to do for Kerry, a little girl being raised in a world where she is already considered other. And when you have a family who love a child and want to see a child and pass all compliance with our laws, you let them fucking see the child! Because why not? It may have been on in January, but it's still the best show of the year in my eyes. And um, Claire Rushbrook again. Claire Rushbrook. Uh, Papa Ebersu again. Papa Ebersu, yeah. Um, Williams. Leah Williams was fantastic. I think we've got to give a shout out to a young actor who we've not seen since or before this called Finn Bennett, who played Kiri's elder brother in the adoptive family who gave a really chilling performance mm. as a character we were never really sure of what his motives were. I, I mean, think again, he really looked like Stephen McIntosh's he son. He really did, yeah. I, I think uh, one of the things that I remember, sorry to jump in at that point, is I think no, at each fine. point during each episode, we all thought there was a different conclusion. I think that's one of the things that stuck with me very much about Kiri, really. At different uh, points, it led you to different things, didn't it? Each mm. episode managed to stay very much about the main story, but also had its own individual yeah. kind of like point of Different point characters, of, yeah. wasn't it? So you had Miriam in the first episode, and then it became about the birth family, about yeah. the grandfather, who the actor's name I can't remember off the top Again, of my head. Again, he was very good. And the third episode then focused on the adoptive family with Leah Williams and Stephen McIntosh and, and the young actor you just mentioned. And then the fourth episode sort of brought them all back together again, didn't it? And one other performance that I didn't mention there, Sue Johnston as, as Sarah Lancashire. Oh, their, their little scenes in the nursing home or the care yeah. home or the hospital were just Very lovely. Young. You find the case of the missing kid? I knew that was you. They found her body. It's going to be announced. What? They found her body, Mum. My kid. They found her body. You're puffy. I can always tell when you're not taking care of yourself. I don't expect you to look great, but do your best with what you've got. It's always been our way. And you're not doing your best. Got an update from the nurses. They say you've been abusive. They're stealing from me. They're not. It's the black ones you need to watch. You really do. Fuck them. They work very hard. Fuck them. Okay? Okay. Okay. Why do you come here? I don't know. Don't bring me chocolates anymore. I play havoc with my dentures. Oh, I'm that Denise. What, your best friend? Well, she always takes the best ones. Maybe I'll bring chocolates for Denise. Thank her for staying friends with you. It was real. Yeah. And that's, I think, what I liked about this as opposed mm. to some of the glossier BBC dramas that weren't on my list. Bodyguard and The Cry and anything else that the BBC aired this year, because I got into a massive fight with the BBC PR when I championed this over McMafia. Um... <laughs> but I mean, they—I mean, they were really heightened and glossy, and this felt gritty and real and authentic. And that's what I want in UK drama. I don't want heightened stuff because we're very good at writing human characters, and Miriam comes from a place of reality. Yeah. You can imagine her 
walking down the road with her dog who's on and, its last and, and legs. And I suppose what's unusual, because her. after having a couple of years of Happy Valley, and, and obviously with this, Sarah Lancashire's kind of disappeared a bit. I had wrongly perceived this as Sarah Lancashire's next big drama after uh, Happy Valley, and while yeah. she was integral to the plot, as you say, he used every episode of the four to give you a different slant and put different actors and stories in the spoonlight and it was really and I well done. Misaku was in this as well cuz she's she... had a fantastic year. Although there were some surprises in the top 10, I think Kiri's a really worthy winner for Yeah, I would agree with that. Year. Thank you though to everyone who did contribute on social media. It was much appreciated. Yes, thank you to all. What was your list, Matt? I'm fascinated I by can't it. remember what I had. No. I mean, there were seven of the ten there that I had. Okay. So I had... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I had this country. I had Kiri. I had Kiri gone fishing. Mum. Inside number nine. No offence. Save me and this country. So that's seven. I know I had life and death row quite high. Lose the room. I know I had Innocent, I think, at number 10, and Mother's Day as well was my other one. Oh, there you go. I can tell you what's on yours, Gary, because I've oh, got God, an yeah, email. Yeah, so, um, your long list, which... Um, Have did... we got time for that? Right, quickly, <laughs> um, you had Blood, Trump Travels in Trumpland, and you had Safe. They were your three under the... Under, under the, the radar. Goalposts. Yep. Um, you had The Split at number 10, um, oh, yeah. Endeavour at number like nine. Yeah. Unforgotten at number eight. Michael Palin, North Korea at number seven. Kiri at number six. Kong Kong, Britain at number five. But... And then Gone Fishing, Press, The Cry, and Bodyguard. Okay, um, this is it then. It's time for Gary to say his farewell with a special return of Matt versus Luke, which is good, well, the, the, but also bad like in the, the sense that I can't remember where the intro and stuff is, but I'll do, find do, it. Do, 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 <laughs> do, 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 yeah. There's obviously two moments here. There's this and then the song that I'll sing at the end, so there's, there's oh, two bits of Gary. I'm end up crying. I know. Get, get those tissues ready. Right, now there are... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine questions. So if we do four each and then there's a tiebreaker. Oh, okay. And this is okay. how well we know you. Is that how this you... This is how well we know me. So is it stuff that's happened on the podcast? Or... Yeah, because yeah, if it's I, like... I, obviously, I've not, I've not written down who was my first girlfriend and things like that, you know, because we've not... Who was that? A girl called Janine. How uh, did you meet Janine? Uh, I feel like we need to get to the bottom of this before you leave. <laughs> I think I was at school with Janine. She changed to become a people <laughs> man because she wanted to be near me, and I didn't know that until afterwards. I also, from time to time, call, used to call her my canary problem when I wanted to talk in code with friends uh, because she used to commonly wear a yellow. Was top. this when you were in the eels? No, they was after the eels, you know. But no, she, so commonly, and she never picked up on this, and even after we split up, I never told her. Uh, so she might be hearing this for the first time. Whenever I wanted to say that, you know, there was some... I talked about my canary problem. Is this why she joined Gilead? 
Oh, see, how can we just find out about Janine on the very last one? Oh, it's all right. It's it's fine. Right. Okay. Um, Luke, would you like to go first or second? I will go first as I am the host of the podcast. And there is a chance if Luke doesn't get it right for Matt to get a point. Oh, okay. and historically, Matt's been better at every quiz we've ever done. And it's even true. if we did one on how well he knew me, I think he'd come out on top. He probably would. Okay, so the first question is, Luke, what is my middle name? Have you ever said it on the podcast? Yep. What does it begin with? I don't think that's viable. <laughs> I don't, I don't think <laughs> I've got I no letters in it. No. I mean, you either know it or you don't. And then it gets I don't over. know it. I don't know it. Matt. Is it your dad's name? No. Well. Oh, okay. No, it's not my dad's first name, though. Oh, Oh, well, then. I didn't know what your dad's name was anyway, but I thought you might give me half a point. It's not not like Chandler Bing and it's Muriel or something. No, no, no. It's it's Douglas. I'm sure I mentioned that. Oh, you did mention. Oh, I'm disappointed in both of us. I can't remember that. But ironically, it was not my dad's middle name. It was my dad's name, but not his first name. I think I should get to that. Matt, off your pump. Okay, Matt, unfortunately, this question is going to be quite easy. Uh, but I gave you the chance. <laughs> both questions. Did he give you the chance? I know I he did. I'm, a, I'm an idiot. Matt, what did my house used to be? A gar- your landlord's garage. Uh, garage is an acceptable answer. <laughs> okay. That is one point to Matt. I think I should get a second point for knowing it's your landlord's garage. This one has also been discussed recently. So okay. I feel, so I feel I you should draw, draw back. Here. Okay. What was the gang I was in in primary school? <laughs> oh, I love, I love them, and I think about them every day of my life. The eels. So, yeah, t- yes, that's correct. So that's one point each for Matt and Luke. <laughs> so I knew the Matt... eels would save me. <laughs> <laughs> you knew the eels would save you. Oh, right, uh, number four. So this is a chance for Matt to uh, slightly take the lead. Who did Mrs. McNamara move to be with? Oh, was it her son? No. Oh, still so on offer to Luke. I think she went to be near her daughter, Gary. That's wrong. She moved to be near her sister. Sister. Oh. As soon baby. as I, as soon as I yep. said son, oh. and then Luke went daughter. I was like, idiot, it was a sister. So TV-related one. So we're back to Luke. The television program, The West Wing. What is my favourite line? From the West? <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I'm so glad I've been listening. <laughs> now I've got to get it right though, because I know what the basic building blocks of it are. Is it you've got a job and I've got a job? I'm gonna let you have that. It's the other I've way round. I've got a job, you've got a job. Oh, I've got a job, way? you've got a job. Okay, but right. I think you, you 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 impressed me with your knowledge. You know. Okay. Thank you haven't you. even got that far in the West. That was the first you know. podcast you two did together, in fact. Was it really? When you were doing your US-UK debates. You that, can that popped I up don't up. know whether that is on Spotify, but our whole back catalogue otherwise is. Mm. Nice, nice plug there, well done. Okay, another TV-related one. You're down 2-1, but you can come back at this point. It's all still Good. Play. What is my favourite of the Star Trek television series? Oh, that's really... Oh, I, know that. I know that's that, never, I think. That's never come up. Yes, it, it has. has. Oh, I reckon that's come up before I was on the show. No, it hasn't. No. I'm going Deep Space Nine. 
you are correct. Yes. Oh, I think I, I think that was in a in a thing of my brain somewhere. I was gonna go Voyager, so I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. oh really? Oh, you didn't know it at all. No, I can't no. stand Voyager. Okay, so it is too. Oh, we're building up tension. Right. I forget how I'm, invested I get in these quizzes. I'm actually gonna leave one till the end that I think okay. is more important. Right. Okay. So, okay. Luke, your final question uh, to take the lead. I feel a bit sick. Where in the United Kingdom did my uncle live and I visit at least three times a year? I'm going down to. In fact, in fact, sometimes the podcast came from that location. Brighton. Oh dear. No. It's wrong. No, it's I know it's wrong. It's wrong. Mm. Matt, you have a chance. To I know steal. what it is now. Is it Bournemouth? It is Bournemouth, oh, you're correct. Matt, I knew On it was Bournemouth. Beginning with B, Seaside oh. Town. Whoa. Now, I've got to be very careful here, because there's one that I think Matt knows, and one that I think Matt doesn't know. So, okay. <laughs> now, I've got, to, I've got to be fair. I've got to be fair and go with... And go, and go with, and go with it. So it's, oh, I so hate my take, life. This is to take an unassailable lead. Why okay. did I say Bournemouth? I knew Bournemouth. Which toe... On which foot oh. was amputated? Oh. I know it's your big toe. Okay. Oh. 50 50 I'm... choice here. Come on. Do you want to phone a friend? Oh, phone I'm me, gonna... get... uh, phone me, Matt. Uh, my. I'm going to say right foot. The problem is, if you get it wrong, Luke's got it. It's 3 all, <laughs> and we have to go to the tiebreaker. <laughs> And you have got it wrong. It's the left foot. Oh, oh, well. I was thinking my left foot, and we made that joke, and you we said it's no, it my right so foot. I'm, so can we go oh, to the tiebreaker? I'm so glad. So who, uh, how do we decide? Right, the the, the tiebreaker will be, I want the first person to answer. I, I, okay. What you do know, you mean I you want the first person? <laughs> the first person will answer. It is Just... a one-word answer. I just okay. want to hear that word. Do you want, are we shouting the word or are we shouting the name and then the word? No, I think you just shout the name and I will make the decision. Shout the well, name or the words? You are shouting the, the answer. answer to the question. Okay. So do not shout Matt unless you think the answer is Matt. <laughs> oh, oh, it is. I'm so nervous. <laughs> what is the Christian name of Mrs. McNamara? Luke! Irene. No, incorrect. Oh. Irene is correct. <laughs> Matt wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> I was so nervous. <laughs> I was so nervous. <laughs> Instead of saying the answer, you said your own name. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, oh that, was, that ended it brilliantly. <laughs> I couldn't have planned that any better. <laughs> oh dear me. This, is, this is why I struggled in exams. <laughs> but to be fair, there wasn't normally a moderator at the end of the oh. exams. No, normally you could just answer the questions on your own. There wasn't oh someone testing you. God. Though I, I think I, I would have done a lot better if I'd done exams like I that. I showered before this. I'm going to need to shower again. Well... <laughs> I knew it was Irene. Come on, Irene. I knew it was Irene. <laughs> I, just Irene. Shout, I just shouted my own name. <laughs> After establishing that he wanted the answer shouted. I know. I know. I heard all of it. Uh, oh, before God. the song, 
may I, may I just give my 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 passing comments? Um, <laughs> my leading Sounds comments. Like you're going to say something awful. <laughs> no, I you know, know. Yeah. This will all be edited out. And no, no, all no all I know. Yeah. I might as well give it a go. In. I might as well give it a go. Uh, I, I don't want to do too long anyway. Uh, I have absolutely thoroughly enjoyed myself for the last six, seven years, however long it has we've been doing it. Uh, I'll say a big thank you to both of you. A small thank you to Denise, I feel. Oh, Denise. Uh, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't give her a mention. I yeah. can't even really remember the exact origin story of how Luke and I first met. I know it was no, through a website. I, I was, remember. It was a website that I was working for, I think, at the time. And I was, it was doing UK some articles. UK versus US debate. Well, that's it. But yeah, prior but I can't to that, remember I think, how, that start, how that came well, about. Well, I, I think it was the Vulture Hound. The Vulture Hound no, was, I know what it was. It's, oh, God, it's even was it? sweeter than that. I, there weren't many TV podcasts at the time. And I heard one that you and your uncle did called the... Oh, of course, yeah. The, um, the, um, what was that called now? Grief, and I should know. TV Drama Club. Yeah, TV the TV Drama, drama Club. That's it. Well, think yeah. that wasn't a question. Yeah, I no, know. I'm yeah, still. Well, I'd just shout my own name. Yeah, you just got Luke. So the, <laughs> the idea was is that my, my uncle, bless him, was not a podcaster. He didn't enjoy being listened to. He enjoyed television programs, and, and I, I've said and discussing them. So, are we the longest-running TV podcast now? <laughs> I, I think, think so. we might be. We might TV, be the little... longest-running TV episodic and, podcast. And little yeah. is heard. Yeah, yeah. less heard. Thoroughly enjoyed myself. I think there have been more times that I have laughed than any other by doing this podcast. I really yeah, mean we've that. We've had you a know, great time. We've had a fantastic time, Luke. I, you know, I, I know we have very rarely agreed on an awful lot, but we've had a great time doing it. We both credit each other with amending our tastes in television. Yeah. Um, if we listen back to the first one we did that Matt talked about, mm. you won't recognise the people that we were then talking about how great US TV was and how yeah. bad UK. You won't recognise them because our tastes no. have broadened and changed to such a degree over this time. And it's thanks to both of us for that. And a big thank you to Matt as thank well. We, we can very much take it as, oh, we added a third voice. But I think actually we needed it. And Matt has always brought a structure to our podcast, which I think Luke and I lacked somewhat. Yes. Um, although and a, pre- to... and a presentness. Yeah, a pre- yes. Matt is ever-present. Uh, and but also, I don't feel like we've, we've influenced him at all. No. And equally, I don't think he's influenced us a little bit either. So, um, yeah. in yeah. effect... Uh, it's been, why are not you worth here, having him here, is it, really? Because it's a good idea for someone to be here. Uh, I'm not going to sing because I'm worried that actually I might actually um, be able to do it. So, uh, I know, I, I did get the words Gary, to my way up, Gary, but I can't, I can't do it. No, no, no. Do it. Do it like Harry Redknapp. Do it your, do it your way. <laughs> I didn't see that episode, so that's the problem. Well, Harry Redknapp did it, he just sort of spoke it. And yet, so many shows, I mean, the main thing is, so many TV shows have been recommended to me by you two, uh, and people from social media as well, that I've loved, shows that I've grown up with. Uh, I think there was there was a part of me that wanted to finish with Twin Peaks, um, mm. because how much that had meant to both me and my uncle, mm. uh, and, and, and losing him last year was obviously a big part of it. And I think as well, just... Generally, you know, as I think I've said as well, as you get older, your television tastes do change. And I can see why people don't ever change the channel from BBC One sometimes. And I hope you continue to support this fine podcast and website. I wish you two every success in everything you do. I will, of course, still be listening. I will be downloading. 
Uh, leaving five star reviews and you'll you'll pop by occasionally and yeah we've already talked about a few pop by things maybe uh, Gary goes Westeros which I still think is the best nickname I need to draft Gary in for things Luke will refuse to watch like Game of Thrones Stranger Things yeah, and also, as Matt reminded me, I'm usually ill for the whole month of January. Yeah, so that's true. Know, so I, need, yeah. I, I need some I, uh, temporary hosts are more than welcome to apply. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, it might be a sort of a never mind the buzzcocks. Have I got news for you? Situation very soon. Do you have a favourite show that we've ever talked about? I still go back to Silk. Gary, yeah. top five shows of the podcast. Go. Ooh, Ooh, no, he, I can't. He couldn't. No. But uh, certain things, I mean, like, there, there are certain shows that stick out in my memory, like the Titanic thing, but that's because of the bad puns that Luke and I did. And also, any time we mentioned sex box, I think was always yeah. hilarious. Stuff like Line of Duty, I think, Broadchurch. Yeah. Well, I mean, Broadchurch, I feel like Broadchurch is the first series we really all got on Bro- board. Broadchurch was almost the pinnacle of the podcast, really, wasn't it? Because that's that's sad, so... though, because that was in 2013. That was <laughs> the early days, because we got a lot of coverage on it before yeah. we started slagging everything off. I think, yeah. I think as well, Sherlock, I mean, don't forget, the most, the, the best episode, most downloaded episode is still that interview you had with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, still is. Uh, a quick mention to Louis Theroux stuff. I mean, we talked about yeah. it all throughout the time that I've been here. You know, I have enjoyed myself. 2018 has not been the most solid of, of years for TV, but um, we have... Picked... UK TV. I listened back recently to our 17 and 16, and I think even then we were saying UK TV wasn't strong, and I think year on year it's been getting... There's always gems and there always will be massive highlights, but it's getting harder every year. But I think it's being marketed more towards the international markets now, towards the US and things like that. And Kiri is number one because it is it is still what I like about a UK drama. It's really. But then you see, Save Me was the other way around for you. Yeah, and 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 something like which I completely forgotten about until I was looking back at some of the YouTube videos. YouTube.com/slash/custardtv. Come home. Which normally yeah. would be right. I didn't think that that was this year. I thought it was last yeah. year. But it's yeah. weird how your brain plays tricks on you. Gary, it has been a pleasure. And Thank we you will very keep, much. We yeah. will keep in touch. You know, every, every couple of months, just to make sure I'm still here. And Luke, <laughs> we will we will um, have to put out some of the changes we're making to the podcast, aside from yeah. Gary how not do you being f- here. How the do Gary-shaped hole. How do you feel the Gary-shaped hole that will be With lots lingering? lots of new segments and fun. Yeah, it's going to be like a game of Make- Tetris. Thank you so much to everybody who, who <laughs> supported <laughs> us on the social media. Have we, have we been hacked by Russians? Is that what's going on? Yeah. I will end on the one bit of the podcast I will now never forget. Luke! Bye! Rate and review us wherever you find us. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook.